Hi guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Today we have a very special episode. We are joined by Erica and Linda from Fashion Kush. You might know Erica from a little blog called Fashion Lush. She is huge, but she started this brand with her mom, and it's called Fashion Kush. It's all this adorable weed merchandising. And this episode, we really get into like so much about the marijuana industry, the stigmas. It was so great to talk to them all about the space and the stigmas around weed. I thought this was a great episode to have this month. It really funnily ties into our theme of are we under the influence? And of course, I couldn't go through the episode without asking a little bit about the Instagrammableness and you know how they felt about social media. Um, I love this episode. I'm obsessed with these two energy and full confession. As soon as we were done recording, I bought a shit ton of their stuff. Their stuff is so, so cute. Please check them out. Fashion Kush is amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So I'm going to shut up now. Um, let's do it. <laughs> so you want to be an it girl? Welcome, you guys. Uh, I'm so excited to have Linda and Erica from Fashion Coast with us. You guys have no idea how excited I am to have you on the podcast. You have an amazing dynamic between the two of you. You have an amazing brand. And I'm just so excited to learn so much. So welcome to the show. We're so happy thank to have you. you. Thank, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Today's National Women's Day. So Ooh, we love yes. that. I know. We love National that. National Women's Day. Yeah. So let's jump right into it. So Linda, you are the COO and Erica, you are the CEO of your brand and you are literally a mother daughter, like duo who has a weed merchandising brand. Yes. Yeah. So much to unpack. Tell us how that came to be. So, well, my mom and I are, I would say we're best friends. We're mother and daughter first. We're mother and daughter first, but we are best friends. I have to be a mother. Yes. I can't just be a friend. Exactly. And um, I've always involved her in like creative parts of my business, which is Fashion Lush. I've been blogging and creating content for 10 years. And my mom is a very creative person as well. And so, and I think that you really like the business of influencing and content creation. Like it's really interesting to you. So I've always involved her. Um, And we were sitting at my kitchen table And we were talking about like, what's the next move? Because although I do think content creation and social media will continue on for influencers and creators, enough of the hand. Messing up my whole thing. (laughs) A lot of that. Um, Although I do think that it's, it will continue on. I think that for content creators, and this was, this was two years ago, but that's around the time where I really got on this, like everyone who's in this business needs to have something else. Like what are the, you know, they need another, they need to have something that's going to need a second job. You need a second job, but like you're building, you know, my, this was the conversation we were having at that time is like, you're building this brand of people, but your job is to market other people's products. And you've Mm -hmm. got like this huge audience. So we were just talking like, what is the next move for fashion lush? Like, what is it? I want to do something that's ours. And my mom just goes, well, what about fashion kush? Yeah. Let's roll a joint and talk about it. Yeah. And And that was, yeah, (laughs) we got out a pad of paper that day. We started taking notes on what we wanted to do, our to-do list, how to get things up and running. Well, we were rolling on that paper. 
We were. We were rolling. We were using the. We were using our to do list to roll a joint. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a dual use. We love yes, it. but we did. We started brainstorming that day, and we just kind of all gas, no brakes, went for it. And here we are today. I love that. Driving, I'm, hanging out. Yeah. All yeah. gas, no brakes. Yeah. <laughs> we love a no gas, no brakes. I also love how you're like multitasking. You're doing a to-do list that needs to be used. So yeah. you're keeping it fresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So like, I know so many people that are best friends and like they can't even live together. But you two are literally a mother-daughter duo who work together. Like, tell us about that. Like, what is that relationship like working together? I love well, it. <laughs> sometimes we have different styles. Yes. Like, you know, uh, when we're uh, working or doing something like um, our own recordings, I like to sit at a desk and I like to have a table. And, you know, Eric is okay to just hang on the floor, get comfy and start talking. So, you know, we have different styles. She's the creative. She's also the techie. Yeah. I'm more of the tag along. And uh, and I have a lot of good ideas, but she brings them to fruition. She makes them happen. I think that it's interesting because, you know, obviously there's a difference in age. She's but- older. <laughs> I'm going to work with her anyway. <laughs> But we do have we do have a lot of the same like creative visions. And like, I mean, my mom is she's look at her in her plaid blazer. I know. Hipper than I am. So I look at a hoodie and I'm like, oh, I know she shows up in this like this ensemble that's to die for. Um, So she really does come to me with like ideas in the news that I'm not even looking at that are like like it. She'll send me like articles on like the newest weed trends of 2022. Like that's one of your strengths. I will also say as in terms of like, I am more creative and more techie. I'm good behind the computer. She is good talking to people. So any phone calls that need to be made, she's calling, she's, you know, she's doing sales. She's doing all those things. She's more sociable, less social anxiety than I have. Yeah. Way less. (laughs) Way less. So let's talk a little bit about the space, like the weed industry. I mean, other than like fashion, because, you know, especially going back like three or even just three or four years is like pretty like male marketed. Like there's not a lot of girly things out there. Like how did you like find the balance of like having this Instagrammable look and also like marketing to the correct stoner group? (laughs) Well, you're exactly right. There isn't a a space for cute things, Mm -hmm. fun things, uh, fashionable, cool things for women when it comes to smoking dope. Um, there really isn't. So, so it was kind of a, an easy sort of opening to say, wow, I'd love to see, uh, cute sweatshirts, boy, I'd love to see, uh, fun things, whether it be, uh, certain rolling papers or, or pipes that are really interesting and maybe female oriented. I mean, that's the fun of it. Yeah. You know, you can go anywhere and buy a little pipe, but today I think people want more. Yeah, They want something cooler. So many people can smoke dope now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and like anything else that's popular, it turns fashionable. Yeah. So, totally. you know, you, you got to provide. I think, you know, it was interesting because when we had that initial conversation at Fashion Cushion, the audience was always going to be women. And the space mm-hmm. was always going to be women who wanted to 
have fashionable weed accessories in their home. And one thing I remember we were talking about is if you had people coming over, you know, you don't want your boyfriend's dirty bong in the corner. You want the bong that you can turn around and it looks like a flower vase. And say, wow, that's a cool piece of art. Like, you know, things that aren't going to attract the negative attention. I think that the other side of that is there is stigmas and connotations attached to cannabis consumption. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, you're a lazy stoner, you're dirty, you're this, you're that, you're mm-hmm. the other thing. And what more represents that than a dirty bong in the corner of your house? Like that's right. not what we wanted. We wanted to take the stigma out of weed, which I think with our apparel, that's really the mission there because it's, you know, I, I remember saying like, when we came out with the, keep your standards as high as you are sweatshirt, I remember mm-hmm. saying like, what if people don't want to wear this in public because of the stigma attached. Mm-hmm. And later that day, my husband and I were in the grocery store and in front of me in line, she was wearing the sweatshirt. And I was like, we, fu- we fucking did it. Like we did it. That's what we wanted. We wanted people to wear the sweatshirt and not feel like, Ooh, is she even going to say anything? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I wear my successful stoner sweatshirt all the time. And every time I wear it, always, I love your sweatshirt. Where always, you get it? always get the <laughs> thumbs up when you wear it, the successful stoner or keep your standards as high as you are. Um, you know, people are looking to relate mm-hmm. uh, and and like it or not. Um, a lot of us do relate on that level of smoking dope, whether we're from the 70s mm-hmm. or the 80s, the 90s. I mean, this is this has been a long time coming. Yeah. And uh, so so this is uh, just a way of just breaking through and just saying it's here. Yeah. It's and it's here. awesome. I mean, there's nothing better than like wearing the sweatshirt or wearing the T-shirt or wearing. Of course, I know how to roll a joint T-shirt and someone being like, yep, because it. <laughs> You know, thumbs and, and yeah. you know, it's it's also very cool to see the people who are giving you a thumbs up. You wouldn't right. expect that person to be giving me a thumbs up, but they are. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a similar experience when you walk into a dispensary today. You know, you see all walks of life. Right. For something that was so underground for so long, like it is nice to see this change. And and that's something I like so much about Fashion Coach is that this like it's really trying to change the stigma of like this is, you know, in most states, this is a very legal thing. Like, you know, it isn't dirty, messy or even just like negative. You know, I think that's like something a lot of people get lost into that. like It's still such a drug. And it's like, it is, but like it's grown. Well, right. I think it's important to realize it's it's not a crime. Mm-hmm. This is no longer a crime or criminal offense, particularly in a good portion of the country. For us, where we live, um, it is it is far from a crime. Mm-hmm. And we're addressing that in some projects that we're doing with uh, a group called the Last Prisoners Project. Mm-hmm. There are many, many, many people sitting in jail for marijuana offenses from 20 years ago. So yeah. these are these are things that a lot of people don't realize. I mean, the jails are filled with these folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, we don't think that's right, as most people don't. And um, we're doing an upcoming uh, collab with them um, 
to uh to to keep that in the limelight. Yeah, I mean, I think that like <clears throat> you know, it is very fun and kitschy our brand, and I think that with the age of Instagram and social media and aesthetics, like, and I love aesthetics, like you know, now people buy things because oh my god, that'd be so cute to take a photo yeah. of, like mm-hmm. you know, Pete, that will be the sole reason. So yes, it's a very fun and kitschy brand, but I think, uh, well, I know from the very beginning, it was always important us to rem- uh, important for us to remain cognizant that like it is a privilege that we have to run a cute and kitschy cannabis brand as to you know white women like you know there's a lot going on in this world and we're very excited to be working with the last prisoner project on this upcoming collaboration to educate our audience to raise funds to support them and just to bring awareness to the fact that there are so many people and disproportionately people of color sitting in jail right now for something that we all consume legally every day and like you walk into you know, I always say you walk into a dispensary and it looks like an Apple store, but people are mm-hmm. in jail for this. Like, it, you know, it just so that is something you're that- saying that we are somewhat uh, 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 privileged or lucky to be able to talk about this, yes. as you pointed out, as two white women. Yes. And, right. and we say that because. It seems to be, um, like you said, people of color uh, unjustly uh, sitting in jail for these offenses, whether they cannot afford representation or whatever the situation is. So, yeah, I I do feel that it's um, maybe even a bit of our responsibility to say, hey, people, this is fun. This is great. All these items are great. But in another sense, this is a pretty uh, sad situation for, for people. Let's not forget them. Right. And I'm so glad we acknowledged that because I think there is such a flip side of like, you know, the weed industry is very cool, very trendy now, you know, everyone loves that vibe, but also, yes, we do need to acknowledge the history of how we got here and like, you know, go back, correct our problems, work to change. So it's so great to hear that you guys like have this, you know, amazingly kitschy brand and then also using it to have a social impact. So I love that you guys are mother daughter relationship and like, you know, that is, you know, for some people, young adults will just say having a parent conversation about weed is like kind of awkward. Like, how did that come around between you two? It's so interesting because I still get messages like, oh my God, like my mom would never, you know, and that's like, when I think of that and like, huh, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, that's like, you know, it's, I don't really sit, I don't really envision us sitting and drinking together. That's not (laughs) something we do. I'm not. But but lots of mothers and daughters will sit and drink together, but oh my God, smoke. Right. Like I think about that. I was so, I was almost too honest with my mother about the amount I was drinking in college. But like I was out of college before me and my mom even talked about weed and like it was already very legal. Like it's so yeah, interesting. Right. Well, it's funny. My my parents were in the wholesale liquor business. So liquor and drinking and with it was not off put or anything. I mean, it was there. Um, it just didn't do it for me. Particularly. And it doesn't do it for me. And um, <laughs> I had an older brother. Um, you know, raised during those crazy years in the in the in the 70s. And um he came home from college and I I see his new look and afro as as big as the world. And um and and I just uh, there was a new world that just opened up. 
Well, in context, your her older brother was much older, and so he brought home a joint, I believe. Brought, well, there was that too. There was a joint he pulls out at the dining room table. Oh my god! And um, uh, you know, and and we're laughing, I, I, and you know, there's a little bit from my mom of, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but once she got past that, um, we we passed around that joint. I believe my mom just took a little sniff although later in her life i remember she got high with uh my brother and his girlfriend she was sitting there kind of blitzed and she says this is great can we do this again (laughs) so she evolved um and um she has since passed away but she had one hell of a time um those those few times when she enjoyed getting high what was wrong with that Yeah, I mean, I think that for my mom and I, you know, there would be like a a stigma associated with that. Like I had this like really lax mom who was like this California hippie. No, I won't. Let me talk on this one. My mom was strict. We did not talk about, you know, she was she was the type of person that was like, if you're going to be drinking, you can always call me. I will pick you up. You never have to be scared. I won't be mad at you if you, you know, any of like that. But she wasn't like, sure, everyone pull out a joint in the house and let's all right. smoke with my friends at 16. No, 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 no. I would consider my mom. To, she had to be a little more strict with me than my sister because I was a little bit of a wild card. But Um, I knew she smoked weed because I found her stash and it was kind of the situation of putting water in your parents' vodka bottle, except there Mm -hmm. was really no water that I could put in a bag of weed, but because she didn't want to have the conversation that she smoked weed, she would never really confront me that I was taking her weed. You know, I probably didn't notice <laughs> about that. I mean, back she probably in that thought, day, I just smoked a lot of weed this is a funny story. My brother was doing a science project and he told my mother, this is a plant that I have to grow for my science class. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be real busy, of course, in my life running around. Mom, would you take care of it? You need to water it a couple times a week. You need to this, a little this. My mom grew one hell of a plant. Yeah, that's so funny. I have like a brown thumb. I can't, I tried to like grow mint because I was using it in my smoothies every day. Yeah, that's it's really no, I haven't. We've tried, my husband can grow some good weed, but we haven't done that. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard, Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it didn't really come up until I was over the age of 18, probably. And then it was, I think it was actually, I actually, I think at that point we got tired of hiding it mm-hmm. you know going in the closet to smoke or whatever you know put the towel under the door um well i you know this is my by person. that point they're gonna be smoking so i mean who are we kidding yeah and all the moms that people say oh whoa if only my mom knew well i gotta tell you your mom knows i'm thinking your mom was smoking <laughs> that mom- was the point she might not tell you but your mom was smoking your mom was smoking out back with linda <laughs> Well, you know, out on a sweatshirt, uh, <laughs> your yeah. mom was out back smoking with Linda. Yeah. It happens. You know, I think that it's- I did have to bring a joint one time to the Girl Scout meeting. 
Well, yes, <laughs> because we all went on an overnight to the Girl Scout the, trip. To the Girl Scout trip, yes. And I saw no reason not to bring a joint and share it with my Girl Scout mothers. So, so when all the Girl Scouts they went joined to sleep, in, when all the you. Girl Scouts went to sleep, and it's funny because a lot of those Girl Scouts, I know that they would still say to this day, my mom would never, and my right. mom, would say, yes, she would. <laughs> oh yeah, she and would. you were probably the most popular troop in all of California. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we were a happy troop. We were a very <laughs> happy troop. Uh, we sold more cookies than any other troop in the world. We <laughs> ate most. Sure, of that's them. true. <laughs> yeah, we did. The mothers. That's a good business collab. They should. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a whole new world for the Girl Scouts. Yeah. I'm going to be working with them. Don't worry. <laughs> That's good. I love that. Uh, you, I mean, obviously, you two have spoke together plenty of times. Do you guys have a fun, high story that you guys love to tell that happened to you, too? Oh, God. <laughs> One. <laughs> you can well, tell me a couple. <laughs> we, we've had, so, I'll tell you what, sometimes we have to go to L.A., Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll be um, driving around L.A. We'll p- park usually and, you know, take a few hits and then, you know, go off on a little excursion. We're adventure, um, we're adventure so, yes. stoners. I'm Love. trying to think of like a adventure stoner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, well, they I have mean- a special section for us at REI. <laughs> adventure stoners. I'm trying to think. I mean, section. every time that we, you know, we always go on adventures. We always do funny things. My mom's players are always laughing. I mean, one funny story that comes to mind is when you, you were walking through the airport security and you were eating your Cheez-Its. Mm-hmm. And like literally walking through security, eating these Cheez-Its, this bag of Cheez-Its. You wouldn't take it out of your hand. And then we get the security and then I start eating the Cheez-Its. And then everyone's eating the Cheez-Its. As we go through airport security. And they're weed Cheez-Its. There you go. (laughs) I was just wondering when you were going to talk about the real Cheez-Its. There were weed Cheez-Its. And so she got everyone stoned at the airport. And she just put them in a Ziploc bag. I mean, you know, in her mom was like, they're not going to stop me. I'm, you know. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. Well, you know, when you think about it today, to take edibles on a plane is pretty darn simple. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's like this is now, not legal advice, but it is not legal advice. And if you go to Russia to play basketball, never take any kind of drug, cannabis oil, anything. Forget it. They will get you. And that's not funny. <laughs> no. Don't take that's it. Not, that's no, not but like, it. No, she'll, she is right. The weed Jesus. No one would have ever thought. I didn't know. I don't right. like edibles. So I got kind of fooled. Oh. I didn't like edibles. You got played. <laughs> I got, got played. played. My other favorite story is, um, you know, I think this was like a month or two months ago. And I, I've, for my whole life, I've kind of recounted to people how back in the day, my mom used to be this master meditator. Mm. Like, and I've told people like, you know, my Maharishi mom, mom. <laughs> I was like, this woman used to meditate. Like you wouldn't believe. And I was telling my husband this story and then my mom came over and so then Zach was telling my mom like oh yeah Erica was telling me the other day that you used to like go into your closet and meditate for like an hour and a half when she was a kid (laughs) and my mom looked at me and she's like that's what you thought I was doing in there (laughs) meditation meditation for all of these years and I would go around to people oh yeah Linda she used to be like doing Bikram and meditating and all these things no she was just smoking her joint away from her children yeah but I felt that's meditation 
That's mine. It, it actually is. Yeah, yeah. There's no right way to meditate. Like I'm debunking that this year yeah. that it, there's no right way to meditate. Like I literally believe cleaning is meditating. So that yeah. is meditation when you're yes. taking it. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. I'd be like so phony if I didn't acknowledge this, but like we've talked about how it's literally the perfect brand for stoners. And like this month on the podcast, we're really focused on the idea of kind of, um, are you under the influence, which just applies to this in so many ways that I didn't intend, but like, you know, this is a very Instagrammable brand and like, how do you manage to stay Instagrammable, but have your own unique flavor on it? I think that, you know, just one thing of my history of a content creator and a blogger and an influencer is Mm -hmm. what is Instagrammable is second nature to me now. It's just eat, sleep, breathe. So when creating a brand, you know, always at the forefront of my mind is like, what is what is something someone's going to want to take a picture of? Like, I don't want to take a picture of a pipe or just a regular joint rolled in raw papers. Like, I don't want to take a picture of that. What would I want to take a picture of? Um, And then just in terms of keeping our own spin on it is we aren't basic. (laughs) We're just not basic. Our style's not basic. Our vision's not basic. Like, you know, I could never, like, for me, it's like, it's either it's really, really cool or it's out. Mm, Totally. And Linda, how do you feel like about the Instagram space? I mean, we know Erica's had like this huge journey with it so well it's uh yeah it's been incredible to to watch erica and some of her um colleagues as as they um um find themselves uh in this world of of social media um i i I'm, it's interesting because i i don't know how I don't know how far it will go. I don't know if people always want to watch other people um, doing things. Um, I don't know. It's funny when you um, when Erica goes out as anybody on social media today, I'll say the majority of people, you go out and you think about how you look. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when people see you, they have seen you behind the screen with very probably a filter. Mm-hmm. I mean, if any of us actually believe that these beautiful people look this way day after day after day in each moment of their lives, it's not true. We don't have to equal the way they look. Yeah, I think it's it it will tear people apart eventually. And I've seen numerous things um, in the news of late with mm-hmm. younger Instagrammers who uh, are separate, some right? of them are committing suicide. Because some of, of them pressures. are done. And I think about it and I think, whoa, well, what, I think what that, could it be? You know, I think it's just it's it's definitely a whole new world for I, you know, I'm not going to date myself, but I grew up before Instagram was anything. I went to high school without all without no Facebook. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think that it really made it so that when I entered this career that I did have example of life without and life with and, mm-hmm. you know, helped keep me grounded. 
I feel sick for people. I couldn't imagine if I had to go through high school with Instagram. I could not imagine what that would have done to me, knowing like how high school was for me already. Even your preteen years when you're so sensitive to Mm -hmm. everything and the way you look and the way, and you look at these people and you say, it will never be me. Yeah. That will never be me. It can, you know, it could be anyone. And it's interesting. My mom texted me the other day and she didn't tell a story and she sent me a picture of Chris Jenner, Chloe, and um, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. And she was like, look how they look. Like, I they, think you were saying they look overdone, but then well, I they said, look nothing like themselves. So the absolutely photo, nothing like themselves. So the yeah. photo was like very overly edited. And I kind of like showed my mom how that could be manipulated because I wanted her to know that that's not something to compare yourself to. And so like I was explaining to her, like there's apps. I could do that. Too. I could make you look just like that in one second with a click of a button on an app. So don't but, look at it. But I think, let me just say, I think the interesting thing, is, I think the interesting thing here is that comparison on social media spans all the generations. We all do it from preteens to my mom, to me, but, to everyone. Yeah, I look at it like, is this a good thing? No. Yeah. Is this a good thing that we've well, done to like, people? There's Linda's thoughts on social media. Yeah. And I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I come from the world of advertising um, years ago when I was uh, working in different areas of advertising. Um, I know that today advertising is social media. Social media is advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and that's great. Um, but, that's a very but I but yeah. I do look at the the negative side of it, which is we look at these people and we just, oh my gosh, their clothes and their, oh, and their hair. How does their hair every look? Well, they're wearing extensions. Yeah. The clothes, they're probably mostly given to them. Um, the it's lips, just, they're injected. Mm-hmm. The makeup, you know, it's, it's all a facade. Totally. No. And I think that's, you know, important for anyone on social media to keep that in mind because the comparison game is dangerous. And I think that, you know, it's, it, this is all, this has been ha- happening forever. It's just mm-hmm. never had such a look at it inside people's lives. Right. You know, we've never yeah. seen what a celebrity's life looks like right. from the inside from their own accounts. And oftentimes I will say to myself when I hear something ridiculous about, oh, so-and-so uh, machine gun Kelly just loves his little daughter, Cassie. Well, who the hell doesn't love their daughter? You know, <laughs> do I care? That Machine Gun Kelly is really fond of his 12-year-old. No, no. but but these things become top of mind and top of the news. Mm-hmm. And then I think, what the heck do we care? Right. I mean, but you know, do. I mean, if Courtney wants to jump yeah. on Travis all through Europe, you know, do it. But you but, watch it. You're consuming it. Right? Well, I'm looking at it because they don't let me out of it. Mm-hmm. You get on your news feed, you get on any sort of social media uh, um, uh, page yeah. and it's there. It's there. It's no. always. Totally. So I don't know where this goes. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I love what you're it, saying yeah. about marketing and how, you know, it's this is always, you know, this has always been here. And like, I kind of feel the same about the editing, you know, like there has always oh. been Photoshop. There's always yeah. been retouching. There's always been glam and makeup. Right. And the accessibility of it now is just so, so large. Like, you know, I remember when she must have been 
12 and I was in college and my, my little cousin showed me how she could edit a photo. Cause I didn't know how, and I was like, you yeah. did better than I did. Cause the accessibility is just so I, there. And it's a huge part of like what we talk about on this podcast. Like I'm so focused on like debunking Instagram or just like what we think is that it thing, you know, yeah. which is, you know, such a prevalent thing. Cause we're all obsessed with it. Like, you know, like, do I care about machine gun Kelly's daughter? No, but I look at it on daily mail and I go, yeah. oh, that's cute. Like, yeah. you know, exactly. Right. It's very like we're all consumers. We're all consumers. And it's just the instant accessibility to everyone else's world. Yeah. Totally. You know, on that note too, is there something about the weed industry you'd like to debunk kind of from for us? Wow. The weed industry. Um, Well, I think in a lot of ways that's happening organically because as I go into dispensaries, um, I look around and I'm not the only mom there. Um, I'm debunking the, the stigma of going into a dispensary um, and, and actually buying drugs, you know, that sort of, yes. So I see it as it becomes um, more and more um, of a, uh, maybe like a trip to the drugstore, to the liquor store. Now, again, we're in California. Yeah. I don't know how other states are, are dealing. I'm sure it's the same way in Colorado, I would think. And in some of these progressive states that uh, it's it's just become common. You go down the street, you see a green cross. You can be a grandmother who's going in for CBD or you can be, you know, a kid who's going in for uh, cannabis oil. Yeah. Um, but I, think- I do think it is quote, debunking Mm -hmm. as time goes on. It's natural. Yeah. I mean, I think the industry itself and the progression of the industry is like just showing that like this is not some illicit drug and um I mean you know I think I think I I think that what I love to see in the industry is and I'll go back to it I love to see when people of color are being entrepreneurs in this industry and taking it back Mm -hmm. um and there's a lot like a lot of the dispensaries I go into also I think this is another thing to look at on the back they'll tell you if they support you know different initiatives Mm -hmm. that's always something I look at um and I love to see women taking this industry I love to see women and you know because this has been a male-driven industry for years and so I really like to see women entering this space and doing really cool things with it and just um you know showing that you can run a successful cannabis business like you can do it and love cannabis like those Mm -hmm. things can go hand in hand um and I think that some of the businesses that are coming out of this you know, legalization, it just shows the creative power in the cannabis industry that people consuming cannabis are incredibly talented and creative and their brands are popping off. Can be. I love Can be. Can be. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I mean, you know, like any other industry. Yeah. Right. I know can that we went be. to some train, uh, some um, trade shows, trade shows. Mm-hmm. and um, a few years ago, particularly. And, y- y- you know, you could see, I mean, very few women are there 
to do anything. Well, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now it would be different. Yeah. And I I think that there's still that dated um, aesthetic. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be because that's what men consume. Like, you know, my husband obviously doesn't like for me, this is the perfect example. I would love like, you know, a pink bong. If I was going to have a bong in my house, that's not clear glass because I don't want to see the water. You don't want to see it get dirty. I don't want to see it get dirty. My husband never would ever get an opaque bong because he needs to see when it's dirty so he can clean it. Mm. And so like, you know, that aesthetic, that's his aesthetic. And he's, you know, he's much more of like a smoke shop guy, but that's why we're here doing what we're doing because there needs to be something geared towards the Mm -hmm. person who just doesn't want to see that dirty water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's as me. well as, you know, just, just the whole idea that uh, you're probably not hiding it mm-hmm. uh, these days. Like you used to have to put it in a locked drawer. And um, yeah, I mean, like it's our- more of a social thing. Friends come over, you want to drink. I mean, I hate to say it, but if it's no, well, you want to smoke a joint. Why not? Yeah. Why not that option at our wedding? We had a joint bar, I'd like to say. Um, yeah. I'm stealing that. Yeah. So, joint bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was adorable. That's it was genius. genius. Yeah. Yeah. We and had like, like, you need to kick that hangover out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We had a regular bar, but because who we are, we have a lot of people who prefer to smoke cannabis. We also live in California again. So we had a regular bar. Then we also offered like we had can can drinks, you know, can. Mm-hmm. And then we had, um, I forget the brand, but we had a few like wines, but they weren't alcohol. They were weed wines. So we had that option for the bar. We also had regular liquor and beer and drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had the joint bar, which was all pre-rolled joints. We got a ton of um, selfies, little mm-hmm. selfie joints. So they were little. Everyone had their own joints. So there was no need to share them. And they're they're like an inch long. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we had Fashion Kush uh, weed, their joint holders and their gold uh-huh. ring, the pearl. And so we saw those. At it was a wedding. So yeah. you want to, but all, all the guests, yeah, all the guests had their little joint holder at the table and the vibes were immaculate. I mean, there was nothing more I preferred than sitting at my wedding table with my husband cheersing and then seeing people like with their joints and lighting a joint. I was like, this is it. Like, this was the vibe. That's so, so cool. and then I'd also throw in the medical aspect. Because that's real important, the medical aspect of marijuana and legalization of it. It has a tremendous amount of of medical benefits. Proven. Proven. So what are the medical benefits of alcohol? I'm still waiting for those ones. Yeah, waiting. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can't uh, imagine unless you want a nice, big, fat, ruddy complexion. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you drink enough, you might get one. But but yeah, there's a lot of medicinal benefits as well. Which is just like so that, you know, the that's just the perfect example is like alcohol is so widely accepted. But smoking mm -hmm. with your mom still for some people is like, ooh. Ooh, as they're drinking their glass of wine, like, ooh, they're, ooh, you know, and it's like, it's just never been, I've never been a real drinker. She's never been a real drinker. No one in my family is like a real drinker. It's just, we have a different preference. Yeah. yeah. Not that we don't drink wine. We're not goofy. No, we'll drink well, it all the time. But at Thanksgiving, you know, we pass around a joint at the table. That's what we do. 
Right. And that shit is and should be completely acceptable from right. here on but to I the mean, end we of time. still giggle about it. I mean, it's not like, you know, I mean, we're not, we, you know, you still giggle and you still say, isn't this cool that we can do this? Yeah. Because yeah. it I is. I mean, I still walk into dispensaries and go, Two years ago, the dispensary around the corner was like getting shut down every week and raided by the police. Like, and right. now the dispensary literally looks like an Apple store. Yeah. Yeah. There's one by me that's very Instagrammable too. Yeah. I'm like, wow, oh, yeah. We're really making this, yes. you know, which is yeah. cool. I feel and some of them are right. big chains over California now. Right. Medman, mm-hmm. you know, so many locations and so nice. Um, right. So, yeah, it's a different it's a different world. Yeah, it is totally a different, different world. world. Like we're saying, weed has changed so much over the years and like oh. it's opened so many doors. And I'm so glad to see you guys in a space like this. It's so fun and great to hear about like, the workings of all yeah. you're doing. Um, what is next for you guys? What are you working on? Tell us. Well, we've got the collaboration coming up with the last prisoner project, which we're really, really excited about just to raise awareness and bring some education to that. Um, we also are, well, we're working on a collaborative project with our fashion kush artists, but we can't really expand on that yet, but we do have, we've got some things coming <clears throat> more hard goods, more soft goods, summer, summer collection, uh, the last prisoner project collection. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we still have right now in the shop, we've got our standards collection, our successful starter club collection, our angel numbers collection, the hard goods. We've got a lot going on. I'm getting a headache. Should we smoke a joint? We should. <laughs> and potentially, you know, maybe I'll maybe we'll start our own podcast one of these days. Oh my god, you guys should. The no. duo between the energy between you two is so good. <laughs> well, if we do, would you be on it? Oh, are you can I would be honored. I would okay. I would literally come to you. Like amazing. <laughs> that is in stone. Amazing. Yeah, exactly. And we can smoke a joint after. Yeah, yes. perfect. Can't Tell wait. us everybody where we can find you guys. You can find me on Instagram at Fashion Lush, on TikTok at Fashion Lush, and www.fashionlush.com for the blog, the archives, the wedding, the joint bar. That is all there. Um, Fashion Kush at Fashion Kush on Instagram and TikTok and www.fashionlush. Where are they going to find me? I'm getting there. www.fashionkush.com to shop. And then you can find Linda at Lit with Linda on Instagram. We love it. Or sometimes I'm at TJ Maxx or (laughs) I'll go over to Marshall's. I can't say which location, but some of you have found me there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stop. I love. Don't tell me that. I'll come stalk you. Yes. I have to literally go there. They have found me. She's often found at the TJ Maxx. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. That was amazing. I appreciated it so much. Thank you. That was so much fun. Enjoyed it. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. And I'm happy to uh come back and spread the word. Oh my god, yeah, come back anytime. field and, and you know for other people to enjoy damn smoking a joint with your kid your college <laughs> age that. kid your kid exactly. college age, age kid there we go it's kind of nice Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. And Linda and Erica, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I can't get over how amazing your two's dynamic it is. I'm super inspired by just like your two's relationship. I literally did call my mom after we got off. 
Please remember to check out Fashion Kush and Fashion Lush and Lit with Linda. They are incredible. Thank you guys again for being on the show. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. I seriously can't say how much I appreciate it. Uh, Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show and we'll see you next Tuesday. (laughs) 